0: Welcome to the Modern Jewish Girl Podcast. I am Jenna, lawyer by training, writer, and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Love crown Hi, welcome back. I know it's been a while since I last recorded. We were traveling a lot <laughs> over the past few weeks. It was kind of crazy. And thank God, now we're back in Israel and more and settled. So, Bizra Hashem, God willing, I will be more consistent with the episodes going forward. We're coming up to Rosh Hashanah. It's really soon. And I wanted to speak about Getting into the right mindset for the holiday and how we can prepare practically, and, and what we're really trying to accomplish now. In Tehillim, in Psalms, King David says, "Shaviti Hashem leneged tamid." I place Hashem before me always. And my teacher Yehuda Skoshevsky, actually has a school called Shaviti. The idea being that all the time we're meant to feel as if Hashem is with us, because this is actually the reality. And if this is the case, the question is, how could we ever sin? How could we ever do something that's against Hashem's will? And my teacher Yehudah taught that we allow ourselves to pretend for a moment that Hashem is not with us. That's how we're able to sin. We, we pretend Hashem's not with us. We pretend He can't see us, that He's not there. How many decisions would we have made differently if we always felt Hashem's presence or were always aware of His presence? And when we recognize this and we can truly feel this, then we can begin to do tshuva. So I want to take a few minutes to really delve into what tshuva actually is. Tshuva is roughly translated as repentance, but it really means to return, really returning to the most natural state of being a Jew. And that's a life lived in alignment with the strivings of our innermost identity. What is our innermost identity? Our innermost identity is a soul that's connected to Hashem. And the Torah is the tool that really helps us to align ourselves with our soul and bring that out into the world. It's the instruction manual for how to live as a soul in this world. And our sages teach that, unfortunately, when we're not connected to the Torah, first of all, we end up viewing it as a foreign or alien sort of set of laws that are meant to restrict us. And they're really meant to help us live our best life and What's even crazier, and I find this so relevant, is our sages say that when we don't have the Torah, we end up frolicking in the field of what they call makshavo zaros, strange thoughts of impurity, anxiety, arrogance, anger, and jealousy. These are the thoughts that kind of fill the void when we don't have the Torah as our main focus. These thoughts are obviously extremely destructive to ourselves, to our relationships with other people, and to our relationship with Hashem. You know, for instance, we know from the Torah that Hashem says, where an arrogant person exists, I can't also exist. These foreign thoughts attempt to assume our true identity. They try to convince us that we're just bodies and our body's desires is who we are rather than our soul's desires and our yearning for holiness. So tshuva, repentance, returning, it's really about returning to closeness with Hashem. This is one aspect of it. We're going to speak about another aspect. But the first aspect is that we're returning to closeness with Hashem, which sits at the core of our being. And to put it maybe in more relatable terms, my rab from Los Angeles, Rabbi Graydon, said that... We really exist in a bubble with Hashem throughout our day. Hashem is right here with us. He's right next to us. We just need to acknowledge him and make space for him and realize that we're going through life with him. To me, this is such a powerful image this idea of being in a bubble with Hashem. Like Hashem's with me wherever I go, I can speak to him throughout the day. And when we begin to relate to God in this way, as being right here with us, as being closer than close, then we can begin our tshuva process, our process of return. And the Torah teaches us, point blank, Hashem is nearer than all near. And closeness with Hashem is at the centermost point of the Jewish soul. This is a really beautiful quote from a, an amazing book called The Story of Our Lives by Yaakov Klein, where he speaks about the Rabbi Nachman story of the lost princess, which is is really a story about tshuva. And He says, engagement with Hashem's love is our premise, our purpose, and our ultimate eventuality. This is such a great quote. He says, with it, meaning with connection to Hashem's love, we need nothing more. Without connection to Hashem and his love, nothing else will do. You know, we try to fill our desires through, you know, clothes and food and all the physical desires of the world. And at the end of the day, it falls short. Because at the end of the day, what we want more than anything, what our, what our soul is craving is connection to Hashem. There's another aspect to tshuva, which I find very interesting. And it's that tshuva is not just returning to Hashem, it's returning to our essential self. And essentially, we are good and holy people connected to Hashem, but it's about returning to our unique soul as well. So what's very interesting is in the Rebbe Nachman story of the lost princess, The princess who is lost represents the childlike qualities that we often lose when we become adults. Excitement, passion, joy, vitality, humility, vulnerability, sincerity, simplicity, all of these qualities which you see in children, which seem to fade as we transition or become adults, as life tends to beat us down. When I look at my daughter, who's four years old, every experience is exciting. It's new. I mean, even just going on the airplane, it's so exciting. Her seat, the stewardess, the fact that the plane's taking off, every aspect of the flight, which as an adult, you could just sit there and be so numb and and looking at your phone and not even think about it. But as a child, everything is so exciting. And we want to get back to that. We want to Live lives of excitement and vitality, and and connected to our purpose. So this is also tshuva, returning to that, getting back to that place which we lost when we were younger. So we're going to speak a little bit about how how we can do this. But the point I want to make first is we can always do tshuva. This is a time that's really set out on the Jewish calendar specifically to do it, but we can always do tshuva, and it doesn't matter what we've done in the past. My teacher Rabbi Graydon taught that from his Rebbe. If you think about how the Jews came out of Egypt, we were given the Torah. It was was the holiest of holy experience. And what happens? 40 days later, we committed as a nation, one of the worst sins, maybe the worst sin in the history of the Jewish people, the golden calf, complete idolatry as a group. And what happened, eventually, the Jewish people did tshuva, they repented, they wanted to come close to Hashem, and Hashem gave us another set of tablets. He forgave us. So it's never too late. No matter what we do, we can always come close to Hashem and to our inner self. So I want to speak a little bit about how we can do this practically now. On Rosh Hashanah, we're being judged for our present commitment for the future. we can really only do this if we look at our past honestly. So now is really the time when we're meant to look at our past year and see kind of where we went wrong, where we got off track, where we want to do better. And we make a plan because we have to show Hashem that we're really serious. You know, like I didn't realize this idea fully until yesterday when my daughter threw her plate on the floor. And then she just said to me, you know, I'm sorry, but she wouldn't pick up the plate. So it's like her saying she's sorry, it doesn't make me feel like she's really genuinely sorry or committed to changing if she hasn't taken an action to show me that she's going to change. If, you know, if she had picked up the plate, I'll say, okay, she really is sorry. She really is going to do better. So it's just a small example to show that if we take a small step now to show Hashem we're truly committed to doing better. He'll believe us. We can't just say, you know, we want to do better. We have to show Hashem we want to do better. So for me, you know, we've been in vacation mode this practically this whole summer. We've been traveling around visiting family. And finally, I realized, okay, we're back now. It's time to get on a routine. This is one thing I really want to do for this year. So what am I going to do now to show Hashem that I'm serious about being on a better routine and a better schedule? So it's for me, it's setting my alarm, setting an alarm, getting up right away, washing my hands, you know, not delaying. And that's what I've been doing just for the past few days. And it feels so good to do a small change in the direction where we want to be going to show ourselves and Hashem that we are serious, that we really want to do better this year. So it's good to take one small action of change now that is in the direction of the growth we want to go in for the year. So to sum up, Shuva is about returning to our innermost soul and realigning ourselves with our deepest inner will, which is to connect to Hashem and fulfill our God-given purpose. And it's never too late. We can do this through making an accounting of the previous year and seeing where we got off track and where we want to do better and committing to one small change now so we can prove to ourselves and Hashem that we're serious about it. And the main thing is the yearning to do better. I think that ultimately defines how we're judged on Rosh Hashanah, by our will. What's our deepest inner will? So I want to wish everyone a Gemar chasimatova. We should all be written and inscribed in the Book of Life. And we should all have a Shanah umatuka, a sweet and good year. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.